I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. Hello, Dolphin fans. Yes, that's right. We're back with yet another season of previews and reviews of your Miami Dolphins. Each week, we will discuss the upcoming game, analyzing the opponent, and then follow every game with a review show with all the highs and lows of the game. This season looks to be one of the most exciting seasons we have had in a good while, and we are really, truly excited to be there every step of the way. So please look for us and follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Please feel free to leave comments after each show as we truly appreciate any feedback. Now let's kick off this week's show. And it's another from the Fans Podcast. Uh, this evening I'm here with Lewis and Chris Ragoni. What's going on, Fim Fans? Hello, hello, hello. You didn't call us gorillas this week, Mike, so we're <laughs> off to a good start. I didn't call you gorillas last week, but anyway. <laughs> I was at the game yesterday with a bunch of people uh, that uh, are Dolphin fans in our group. And uh, I'd hope so. I got to tell you, we had a great time. It was a lot of fun. And uh, now we're going to talk about that game a little bit. And uh, we're going to combine the uh, Wednesday show with today's show. And we'll continue talking about the New York Jets a little later. To start out with yesterday's game, Chris, tell me a little bit about your your perception of it and what, what you liked and what you didn't like. I mean, I had mixed. I have mixed feelings about our performance yesterday, at least on the offensive side. The defense just came out. We couldn't have asked for more from them. I mean, they really shut down Jacobs. Adams had a long touchdown, but other than that, we kept him contained for the most part. But the defense just played great. I mean, Ramsey is making a tremendous difference on this defense and those two interceptions on both plays especially the last one just we found just a crazy yeah just a crazy play man i mean athletic yeah Yeah. and then his game alone was worth the price of admission for sure and then on the offensive side we racked up 422 yards which was nice to see we had 21 first downs Our third down efficiency wasn't great. We went three for 11, and it just felt like we weren't able to get in the groove at any point in the game. Obviously, the turnovers are the main thing. Tua fumbled the ball. God, what's our backup tight end that fumbled the ball? Julian Hill. Hill fumbled the ball, and then in the second half, Tua had Waddle and overshot him. I mean, the turnovers kill you. And then um, the fourth and one call in their territory by McDaniel was just not a great call in my opinion. And I mean, you put those four things together and that's four turnovers pretty much. And that's, that's the difference. I mean, we drove the ball pretty well. We racked up all these yards and stuff, but I mean, we scored 20 points. So against better teams and better offenses, you know, it's going to be harder to overcome. So, I mean, like I said, just, just mixed feelings as far as the offensive side. I mean, we racked up, 100 yards rushing so at some point Mostert got going but it's just I, you know we what just... I, Mostert is steady mm-hmm. 
He's a very steady running back. I enjoy watching him run. I mean, you know, he's not as dynamic as he could be with his speed, but he usually looks like he's picking the right hole and uh, he always gives a good effort. So, I mean, I've got no problems with him, honestly. Uh, Yeah. He had 86 yards yesterday. And I I will say this, the majority of those yards were all on him. I mean, he was absolutely, he was getting hit at the line of scrimmage and still getting three, four, five yards. I mean, he, he really had the work for those 86 yards yesterday. I mean, they came on 22 carries. Once A-Chan went down with the injury, you know, they, they brought Ahmed in, but he, he's totally different runner, especially in the middle of the field. So, you know, Mozart, I felt, you know, was important. I mean, those 86 yards, you know, and him grinding it out yesterday was, was definitely a necessity because, um, you know, the, the point total just wasn't there. They, they allowed the Raiders to just hang around and hang around, and you're just waiting for something bad to happen. And, uh, you know, you're a play away from being, you know, being a tie game and possibly going into overtime. I mean, the Raiders had opportunities, but, uh, you know, the defense uh, rose to the occasion over and over again, and they kind of bailed us out a little bit yesterday. So, um, yeah, 36 yards total, total rushing yards. For the uh, Raiders, I mean, what a phenomenal job on Josh Jacobs. I mean, they they literally completely shut him down. You know, Devontae Adams had a 46-yard touchdown catch. Um, and, you know, he had a decent day, but <laughs> he's one of the best in the business, right? Mm-hmm. He is. He, he is. I mean, but, you know, overall, guys, you know, when, when we all look at the game and you know, you're happy. You came out with a win. Of course. You know, you're coming off a bye week and you're thinking to yourself, they they came off a really tough loss in the process and they're going to come out and they're going to be just like so jacked up that this game's going to be, you know, done by halftime. And, you know, it, it just, it never materialized. I mean, the game's going on and on and on and you're waiting for that knockout blow. And it just never came. You know, it just did not came. They, they allowed these guys to stay around. And even though it was a win, you know, it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. You kind of want to get that offense um, in gear and playing up to the same level the defense is at this point. And, um, you know, I don't know how you guys feel, but, you know, I see a pattern developed of late, you know, in regard to our offense. You know, it, it's a lot of... To me, it seems a little bit conservative early on, you know, not attacking the defenses and, um, you know, us just not making enough plays early on to where you come out and you put, you know, the the, um, the other team in somewhat of a hole right out of the gate. That has not been happening of late. And, um, you know, hopefully this Friday they, you know, they, they get it rolling. They've got a couple of days to figure it out. Yeah, you know, uh, one of the things that uh, surprised me about the game was uh, on the offensive line, you had Connor Williams and Austin Jackson, uh, both with the highest graded uh, pass blocking grade. And right. uh, overall, you know, offensive uh, grade, you know, for linemen. And those are the two guys who are going to be free agents and, and looking for new money next year. So uh, that's something to watch going forward. Oh yeah, we've got we've got a lot of holes, Mike, that you know that may have to be filled. I mean, I don't know what, you know, and I, obviously this is for another show, but there there's a ton of guys here that, you know, you want 
brought back. Robert Hunt. Yeah. Robert Hunt's, and you know, to me, an absolute necessity. Yeah. Well, I can make the case Connor Williams is too. Absolutely. Definitely. You know, definitely. I mean, you know, centers that play at his level do not come along, you know, all that often. I mean, he's in the top five right now. Uh, I mean, without, the, the, the only thing play. you can, you know, nitpick on, you know, with him is sometimes the snaps get away from him a little bit, but. Yeah. yeah. You know, by and large, I think he's doing a fine job if you if you put everything together. And, then, you know, he is somebody they probably should strongly consider bringing back. Exactly. Well, Mike, consider this, you know, when it comes to the snaps, right? I mean, two is throwing the ball 40 times a game, right? Yep. So there's 40 snaps there alone. But keep in mind that when he's in shotgun, they run out of a lot of those formations as well. Yep. So the snaps, you know, throw another 10 in there. So 50 snaps a game, you know, and we're seeing, one, I mean, it's a minuscule amount. I think there's just too much made of his bad snaps. I mean, if he has one bad snap a game or every two games, you know, that, that's one out of 100. I mean, it, it's, it's, not, it's not over the top bad. It just isn't. It's I not mean, over the top bad, no, but you definitely want to not see them at critical points in the game. Well, absolutely. Yeah. You can't have it. Mike, you can't have any of this stuff. Mike, right, which listen, is what happened last week. But cri- you know. Critical points in the game, you know, when you say that, right, you're in a critical point in the game because you put yourself in that position to begin with because you had opportunities yep. for, for three and a half quarters to, right, you know, to do what you needed to do. And, yes, there are times where – the team that you're playing puts yourself in that position. But as I'm looking at this offense right now and what's taking place, it has more to do with what we're not doing than it is what the defense is doing against us. I mean, are you guys in agreement with that? I think so. We shoot ourselves in the foot a little bit too often. For sure. But we're a 7-3 and football team, right? Exactly, right. So you got to put that in perspective too. You know, some things don't look so great, but – when you yes. look at our record, we're seven and three, and you know yes. they they deserve credit for that. There's no question about it. And you know, as you look at our roster, and you know, you compare our roster to some of the other better teams in the NFL, especially in the AFC right now. Um, you know, we we should rival them. And you know, we played Kansas City nip and tuck, and as far as I'm concerned. You know, they're probably the best team in the AFC right now, simply because the defense is playing at a high level. Yep. Buffalo is always scary. You know, I think that, um, you know, their offense got on on track this past week. And, you know, down the stretch, you know, they're going to be a problem as well. So, you know, we've got it. We've got to get it right. They made some changes with the play calling, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they They fired fired their their offensive coordinator. You're going to see a little bit different offense out of them. You know, their defense, you know, has taken a step back due to injuries. But listen, we play them again, and they're going to be right there when it's all said and done. So, you know, we're going to have to step it up on that side of the football. It's the last game of the season. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then we play Baltimore the week prior to that, which is another team that we're definitely fighting up against. I mean, you look at these rosters – as you know, that's what I was saying earlier. And you look at our roster on defense, you know, now that um, we've got Ramsey back playing at an extremely high level as well. You know, you look at that defensive side and the offensive side with Waddle and Tyreek Hill and Mostert and Achan back. 
they've got a lot of talent all over the place. Armstead and Williams are both healthy. You know, they're big. They're right at the top at the positions that they play in regard to grading out week in and week out. There's a ton of talent on this team. And, you know, th- they should be playing better football at this point on that offensive side. It's, it, they've got to get it together, you know, down the stretch here. The last month of the season, this is key. You go from this right into the playoffs. And they got to they gotta start hitting, um, you know, on all, on all four cylinders, all six cylinders, whatever the case may be, as they were early in the season. All right. So some people think. Yes. And I might fall into this group, but some sure. people think uh-huh. that McDaniel and Tua are asking too much of Tyreek Hill. With as phenomenal as that player is, we still need to be a balanced offense. What would you say to that, Chris? I definitely agree. We were uh, going over the targets a little bit earlier. Um, this game, Tua threw the ball 39 times, 11 times went to Tyreek. Uh, I believe it was eight or nine went to Waddle, and then it kind of split throughout everybody else. So, I mean, yesterday, I think we did divvy up the targets a little bit better, but you want to see these other guys. Because remember, uh, Hill went out of the game for a little bit. Yeah, and you want to see these guys make big plays. I mean, How many drives was he out on, one or two? I think a couple, uh, right? A couple drives, and Waddle had three of his four catches on that drive, which is definitely, I mean, I – think that we need to take more shots down the field. I mean, I know we came out first play of the second half, and that was when Tua threw that interception. When there's good safeties, it's tough. Yeah, but I mean, at least a few times a game when you have Waddle and then you have Tyreek on opposite sides, that that deep ball is open. You know, like it's we've showed. I mean, there was a time where it seemed like three, four straight games, Tyreek caught a ball that was 40 or 50 and Tua, you know, Right off, he knew where he was going from the play. He dropped back, took three steps, and just fired it downfield and had him. So, I mean, I'd like to see us do a little bit more of that. But overall, I mean, I agree with the assessment of we need to get other guys involved. And, you know, you don't want to keep giving Tyreek a crazy amount of targets and catches because we want him here for the end of the season and then the playoffs to make this run for the Super Bowl. So I agree. I agree. I think with maybe that. they're trying to get him that two thousand yards a little too hard. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I don't, man. Yeah, I don't. They they need to. I said this a couple of weeks ago um, after that KC game. I'd like Tyreek and you know the rest of the guys to worry less about these stats and worry more about making plays when it matters and winning ball games. You know. Yeah, and I, I do think Tyreek is worried about winning more than he's worried about the two thousand. Yeah, I'm yards. not. I'm, I'm, no, not, I'm not I saying no he's not, that. but after that KC game where. You know, he talked a lot of mess over the uh, course of that week. And then yeah. his performance just didn't, you know, match up for the first right. time. He didn't, you know, back up his talking. So, but it is what it is. I mean, it'd be cool to see him go for 2,000 yards, but I'm more concerned with winning and actually having I think, him. Yeah, so. I think your offense works better when it's balanced. Absolutely. And that's run to pass and player to player. Absolutely. I really think you have to spread the ball around. I honestly do. Yeah, uh, that. Uh, but you know, Hill is so dynamic. I understand the temptation, you know, to really favor him. I understand it, but yeah. I think it hurts you more than it helps you overall, especially when teams are playing back to take Hill away. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when you look at his numbers yesterday, right? Um, he was targeted eleven times, caught ten passes for 146 yards. So 
every time he's targeted, it's a 15-yard gain, basically. Now, he yep. did have a 38-yard gain mixed in there, but you get the point. Yeah, there. He, was, he, was he was open. He was open a He was wide ton. open a, a ton. But when it comes crunch time and you're inside the red zone, well, where's the coverage going to go? How much room does he have? This is, this is where I have an issue with the football team. There, the fourth and one, Chris, that you discussed earlier, right? Tyreek Hill gets the ball on the flat, you know, and we don't convert. I mean, there's other guys on this football team. I mean, you look at the catches, the tight ends. They're non-existent. If you're playing against us, you're not even going to worry about the tight end at any point. I'm, I mean, I'm going to give you another reason. I don't think that plays a good idea, Lewis, because you have the defenders running straight at Tyreek Hill with an open shot. Yeah. Right. And okay. that's the play he got hurt on. That's exactly my point. And it's, that's going to happen more times than not when you run those kind of plays. They're very dangerous for the receiver. It's the mm-hmm. same. It, it was basically the same play that cost us a touchdown against Kansas City. Yeah. It was a pass in the flat to Tyreek, and he got stripped of the ball. They had three guys around them. I mean, here's the thing. You know, I think sometimes we overthink the process, and I think that you have to get the running backs involved. Guys, go back to when we were being successful and scoring a lot of points early in the year. Mozart, Mostert was catching the ball inside the 20-yard line and creating and, and getting into the end zone or making big plays inside the red zone and and that that's what you need to do you can't just sit there and look at one guy and try to get the ball into the end zone sometimes i think they get pass happy when they're in the red zone they probably need to run more that's happened on a few occasions yeah when you look at the averages per catch yesterday you know, from everybody else on the team. I mean, Ahmad had three catches for 25 yards, including the touchdown. Um, Wilson had three for 23. I mean, that's seven yards of reception. Ahmad was eight yards of reception. Ingold, three catches for 16 yards. That's five yards of reception. Uh, the tight end, Hill, I think he fumbled on the only catch he had. <laughs> One catch for 10 yards, yeah. and, then he, and then he coughed it up. Mostert. It would, and this is the thing that really bothers me more than anything. <laughs> He's got to catch the ball more. The guy has made outstanding. He has proven to you over and over again this year that he's more than capable of catching balls. He's made some outstanding catches um, on plays. And then when he gets the ball in the flat, he's a beast to bring down. He, he was targeted twice yesterday. One catch, seven yards. That's got to become an element of their game more often, as far as I'm concerned. And Waddle, what, four or five of his targets came when, when Hill was off the field? You know, the guy's got to be utilized more. He's got he's to be targeted, as far as I'm concerned, just as much as Hill. Just as much. Because Hill's getting a lot of attention now. So now you have to throw the ball more to Waddle, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, look at his numbers of late. I mean, they're, they're, not, they're just not that great, you know. He hasn't had a 100-yard a, a game since New England. You know, the last two weeks, 40 and 50 yards, 40 against KC, 55 against the Raiders. The week prior to New England against the, um, Philadelphia, 63 yards receiving. The week before, Carolina, 51 yards. The week before that against the Giants, 35 yards. 
Yep. I mean, and against Buffalo the week prior to that, 46 yards. This is a top 10, number one draft pick. I mean, you got to get more out of this guy. It's it's How many plain catches and simple. did Chosen have yesterday? He had two, two catches for 40 yards. But one was that bullshit before the half, which, you know, I don't even know what they were doing on that. There was, what, eight seconds on the clock? and Five. Five seconds, yeah. and they're throwing the ball down the field. Well, the reason I asked you is because we need a third receiver. We need somebody who's going to make an impact uh, aside from Hill and Waddle. Mike, yeah. you, ca- you can't make an impact if they don't implement or they're not throwing to a third guy. I mean, I think they have. Uh, where was Craycraft yesterday? Was he healthy? I think yeah, he was. He, play, he, he played, and I mean, he was probably getting his feet yeah, wet. I mean, it's going to take it's going to take a week or two for him to get back up to football speed. Yeah. I don't think he played a lot of snaps yesterday, he but played I mean, twenty one and yeah. thirteen more pass snaps. As he gets healthier, and as we see Barrios come back, I mean, hopefully we see you know them spread the ball out even more. But yeah, I mean, you guys said it. We're 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 lacking that that third leg. Whether we're it lacking be a, a second receiver, guys. I just cho- I just gave you waddles. <laughs> you yeah, guys are going yeah. to a third leg yep. when our second well, leg is. Well, the reason I'm targeted. doing that though is because they're playing for these outside receivers, you know, to be running down the field. They're they're getting the safeties behind them. Yeah, and, they're, you know, you need somebody else in the middle of the field to, you know, kind of punish them a little bit for doing that. There was also a play yesterday where it looked like it was a design deep ball throw to um, Waddle, but the guy held him. I mean, he <laughs> literally just grabbed him and he got called for it. It was a P.I., but that yeah. looked like it was supposed to go to him deep, too. So, I mean. They're trying a little bit more. We just need to execute better. I mean, that's yeah, the bottom well, line. They're going to play mean, a pretty just... tough defense uh, come Friday. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. You know, and and I'm not, you know, I'm not downplaying. You know, I, I don't want anybody to think that, you know, I'm, I'm blaming this on Waddle per se because he's just not getting a lot of opportunities week in and week out. You know, I think that. You know, once that happens, Mike, and if they try to take both guys away, then you open up to a third guy. I mean, I think that Craycraft and and Barrios and, you know, who wasn't available this week, some of these other guys, Cedric Wilson's, listen, he made another outstanding catch again this week. When he's been given the opportunities, he's making plays now. I mean, you know, I, I can't say enough about what he has done. I mean, there was a ball that was thrown. I know you were at the game, Mike, so I'm not yep. so sure you were able to see it. As They showed the replay, and, I mean, he just made a great catch um, on a ball that was thrown way behind them. I mean, it was, was coming. yeah, it was a bullet. It was a bullet, right, and it was yep. behind them, and he went up and grabbed it. I mean, he's making plays when given the opportunities. The problem well, is that's is how you that, get opportunities. You make right. plays. You know, well, it he's goes been, hand in hand. He's been doing it, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, so – you know, I think that, you know, the capability is there. I mean, he was the third leg in Dallas, Cedric Wilson. And I think that if they incorporate him a little bit more into the offense, you know, you'll, you'll see, you know, something like that. But I, I, and I, again, I don't know if it's just Tua just, you know, constantly looking for Hill and throwing the Hill and, and, or is it the coaches just saying, listen, this is what we're going to do. You know, you're going to throw the ball to Hill you know, more than anybody, and that's it, you know, plain and simple, call well, it a day. Lewis, so, I can tell you this, okay, when you watch Tua closely, you can see that he goes to his first read more times than not. Right. 
So I have to believe that Hill is his first read more times than not. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would well, say it's a combination of both of the things you just said. I mean, the play calling tends to favor Tyreek on a lot of plays, but Tua also, you know, is always looking his way. So, I mean, they definitely need to – we need to gain some balance for sure on that offensive side. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think so. I mean, I think any other observations uh, from yesterday? Let's Chubb see. and Phillips playing out of their mind. I mean, <laughs> it is so awesome. Boy, to they see. Gift, they gifted Phillips that interception, though. Yeah, for oh, without sure. A doubt. But, How I did mean, they grade was, out? Go ahead. I'm sorry, Chris. No, I was just gonna say. I mean, that was a great play by Chubb, um, and then you know the ball, like you said, just went right into Phillips's hands. But Phillips had two sacks on his own siler i mean that hulk wilkins at the end to seal the game i mean that those four guys are just playing out of their mind i mean i was wondering at some point yesterday i'm like where is van ginkle but i see that they're using him as like that outside linebacker and coverage more which i'd like to see him yeah i'd like to see him more uh pressuring the quarterback or on the edge you know blitzing the quarterback but i mean you know, they're using them for whatever they need to, and the other guys are playing just as good. So, I mean, it's, you know, can't really complain. Ramsey, I think, clearly was your, your top defender yesterday, and the, you know, PFF grade bears that out. Uh, the guy who came in second surprised the hell out of me, and that's uh, Jerome Baker. But then I think about how many rushing yards they gave up yesterday, and it wasn't a lot. So, it's probably well-deserved, too. He, w- he was second. And then uh, Jalen Phillips and uh, Andrew Van Ginkle. Yeah, yeah. it's good. You know, Mike, that, that's a great thing. You know, the, the one thing I will say is this, is that, you know, when they're sending a four-man rush, um, man, oh, man, this kid had a ton of time yesterday. Yeah, uh, a few and, plays. A ton of time. I mean, where it just seemed like he was able to set up and, you know, and make plays down the field. But the coverage was just, you know, it had to be outstanding because they – you know, they weren't able to complete an awful lot of balls down there on times at times when he had an awful lot of time to throw the football. So, you know, you want the pass rush to be a lot better. I think that when they sent a fifth guy, they were extremely successful yesterday, I thought, mm-hmm. you know, putting pressure on the quarterback. That, that extra guy that they send really makes a difference as far as I'm concerned when they're putting a pass rush. And I just hate to see third and 17s to where they're just, you know, they're just not bringing it to them. You know, I guess we got spoiled because on the floor, as you knew, it was coming, right? Yep. yep. (laughs) You knew it was coming and that's it. And they're going to have to make a quick decision to beat you. And the nine times out of 10, you know, we we were doing a pretty good job against them. So anyway. After Van Ginkle was uh, Kahoo and then Bradley Chubb. How about that then, hit Kahoo made? Not to yeah, cut you off. Yeah, that, Mike, no, that but, was great. Oh, yeah, when he, shit, when, did yep. he blow that guy up? Yeah. Yeah, the defense just, I mean, the physicality is what you love to see. Even X Men on that one, they threw a quick screen to Devontae and he just lit him up. Yeah. And I mean, yep. that's that to me is the biggest difference with this defense. I mean, since that Buffalo game. That was yeah. a wide receiver screen, too, that Kahoo lit the guy up. Yeah. I mean, since that Buffalo game where we just got physically dominated, I mean, our defense is really just they've they've stepped it up. I mean, Kohu specifically too. I mean, Kohu's been playing great ball. I mean, yeah. he really is. Well, let, let me let me give you guys something else right now um, because we were 
our defense was ranked, I think, 22nd or 23rd after uh, week five or six, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. I mean, yep. it was kind of, you know, six games in. Right in the now, top 10 yet? Right now, our rush defense is at number 10 in the league. I'm nice. way, way up. And yeah. our pass defense is at 15. And overall, we're at 12th now. Okay. So, so we're close. That's not we're close. You know, I know during the preseason, I talked that we were going to be a top five defense. And, you know, let's see what happens because we got some decent competition coming up, a few tough games. Yep. But, um, I expect when the season's all said and done, guys, we will be in that top five uh, because we're on our way there right now. I would say top 10. Yeah. Because of what you just said, we're going to be playing some tougher teams. And, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson and, and uh, you know, and you'll Josh see. Josh Allen. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, and, I mean, the Tim next couple. Boyle, Tim Boyle this week. I mean, <laughs> oh, you know, that's, that's, that's going to be a tough one, right? You, know, you never know. <laughs> We've been surprised before. You know, Mike, I it, it's so funny you say that because me and Chris were talking prior to the podcast and I told him, I said, I'd much rather have Wilson in yep. there right now because you de- the unexpected is never a good thing. It right. just it's always doesn't. harder to prepare for. They'll be happening, having to go back to old Dallas film to get a, get a handle on is this Is that kid. the last time he started a game? Yeah, t- uh, 2021, I believe it was. Okay. Hmm. I don't even remember that. With Green Bay, right, Mike? Uh, I'm not sure I, if it was you Dallas said, or Green Bay or who it was. You're sending out false information, Mike? Maybe. You know, I'm old. My memory <laughs> slips me sometimes. Yeah, he was Rodgers' backup, so I'm pretty yep. sure it was for yep. Green Bay. Yep. It might have been probably Green Dallas. Bay. And I yep. don't think he fared very well either now that I'm thinking about it. Well, you got to think. I mean, if they took this long to make the quarterback switch, I don't think that he's much of an upgrade over Zach Wilson. Well, I mean, Zach Wilson can actually move around a little bit. So, I mean, this is probably a downgrade as but, far but as Chris, like, talent. Chris, keep in mind that the minute you make this move, it's egg in the organization's face. Yeah, and, no, I know and that. These that number one draft that. picks that are high draft picks, they get a lot more leeway than somebody else. Sure. Because the minute you say, my goodness, we, we got to bench this guy at this point. I mean, <laughs> they should have benched him three weeks ago as far as I'm concerned. I mean, this kid Boyle may be a better quarterback. or this guy, He's not a kid. <laughs> this old man. What is he, 30? Yeah. He, he's, he's up 30. there, right? Um, you know, he may very well be the better quarterback. The problem is, is that it's egg in the organization's face, you know, when they make a move like this. but. It, I think, personally, it's a smart move. I think that they should have went out and got a guy like Flacco. They'd be in a much better position. But, hey, that's their problem. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, and Flacco just signed with the Browns, too. So Right. <laughs> there you go. So now, you know, they're in a position to where they're getting a veteran guy that can step into a very solid defensive team. The Jets should have did something similar. And lo and behold, they may very well have been in the playoff race. But I think they just you know, bit themselves in the ass by not, you know, by not making a move earlier in the season because they were hell bent on, you know, not, not, you know, not admitting that they made a mistake. So, yeah, it is what it is. And I'm happy it's happened to the stinking Jets. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So uh, we got anything else, Mike, or are we going to just go right into the Jets since we've been no, talking I, I about think we can. Well, is there a score in the Kansas City game? Um, the score in the Kansas City game is 17-14 right now. As this, you know, when we air, obviously, you know, it'll be, you know, the game will be over and whatnot. Sure. But um, Philadelphia went down and scored just recently, you know, in the third quarter. And, um, yeah, we got a tight ball game here. I mean, it's, it's that's what you'd game. expect, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> m- minute 40 left in the third quarter yeah. and it's 17, 14 and Mahomes is just doing his magic. Like he always does. All right. So we got to talk quick so I can watch the last five minutes. <laughs> well, no, it's <laughs> the last 15 minutes, it. Mike. So <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not going to see the last 15 minutes. Yeah, well, it's it's still in the third quarter. We should be able to watch most of the fourth quarter. So let's get to it. I so mean, let's uh, talk about the Jets. Sure. Um, what are we talking about first? Boyle and the offense against our defense? I think so. That'll be a quick conversation. Yep. So with the Jets, with this Tim Boyle move, I personally think that um, you're going to see a lot of running. You know, they're going to attempt to run against us, but our run defense has been good. I mean, Reese Hall is, you know, he's pretty damn good, right, guys? Absolutely. He is a beast. You know, he is an exceptional, exceptional running back. I think that what the Jets will try to do against us is, you know, throw the ball to him in the flats as well because he's an outstanding wide receiver. You know, he he can catch the football. He can make plays. Um, you know, past that, I, you know, honestly, with, with Ramsey and, and, and Howard being back there, I don't give a damn about, you know, their, um, their receivers. I just don't. I'm not, I'm not concerned about either one, of the, either one of the guys. Garrett Wilson, Lazard's having a very subpar year. Um, Ramsey, NX-Man. Garrett Wilson's a real good talent, but our corners are talented, you know, so you know, I, I think, you know, they're going to have to, if the Jets are going to be successful, they got to go through Brees Hall. It's as simple as that. I call them Brees Hall. It's Brees Hall. Yep. Um, you know, they have to go through him. And um, if the Dolphins, if our Dolphins are able to, you know, contain him much like they did Josh Jacobs this past week, I, you know, I, I, I think we're in great shape. I mean, this, this offense has shown nothing the whole season. I mean, they're, they're, they're still, Stats are just absolutely minuscule. Um, you know, offensively, guys, you know, they're, <laughs> they're 30th in the league in offense. I mean, this is not a good offensive football team. Yeah, they've had a lot of injuries on that offensive line, which is definitely has have hurt them. Yeah, exactly. It's like, he, like Lou said, I mean, the numbers are very minuscule. Brees Hall's averaging 54 yards rushing a game. 
Yeah. And I mean, they try to run the ball. Yeah. They try to run the ball sometimes and they're just getting shut down. And then other games, it seemed like they just weren't running the ball at all. I mean, Dalvin Cook, I mean, it's just an afterthought at this point. I mean, he has 50 carries and only 160 yards. I mean, (laughs) he's averaging three (laughs) yards a carry. He hasn't got into the end zone. He Um, doesn't even play. Their offense, no, not really. I mean, their offense definitely is going to have to run through Brees Hall. I mean, Garrett Wilson, I know, is dealing with an elbow injury. He was dealing with that going into this past game, and I think he only had two catches for nine yards against Buffalo. Who's that, Chris? uh, Garrett Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, So, I mean, once past that, I mean, Alan Lazard, like he said, I mean, is just not putting up anything. Tyler Conklin's a decent tight end, but there's just not a lot – not a lot on that. I mean, they gave up Nicole Hardman back to KC. So, I mean, there's just – I mean, is Randall Cobb still on that team? Yeah, he is. I mean, another <laughs> I haven't guy seen, I haven't yeah. seen him at all. So, I mean – Yeah, he's – his Our line, this is another week where they just have to dominate. And if we shut down the run early, I mean, Tim Boyle, I'm not, you know – Randall really Cobb has three catches it. for 12 yards this year. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's nuts. I mean, that's re- – <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. He's got three catches – oh, excuse me. I made a mistake. He's got three catches for 20 yards. Yeah. I mean, he's been targeted 12 times. as three catches for 12 yards. Lazard, who was another one of their big pickups, and obviously without Aaron Rodgers on the field. Sure. Uh, makes a big difference. But uh, d- listen to this. Okay, so Cobb's been Cobb's been targeted – 12 times and only three completions to him. Lazard's been targeted 41 times, 20 receptions. I mean, th- the quarterback stinks. The quarterback stinks, <laughs> Mike. He's 29 stinks. yards a game averaging. <laughs> Garrett Wilson's been targeted 103 times, 57 catches. Yeah, it's 50 50. Every time they throw the ball, it's a 50 50 crapshoot. Yeah, this is not by no means a good offensive football team. And this is a game where the defense should absolutely dominate once again. As Chris mentioned, their offensive line is banged up. Um, Their quarterback, there's nothing here, guys. There's just nothing here. There's no excuse for them to score, you know, more than, you know, maybe 10 points in the game, if that. you know, it, this is basically a we'll, game. We'll see about all that because, you know, if we're fumbling the ball and throwing interceptions and doing silly stuff, you know, they, <laughs> yeah. you, you well, give Well, I'm points talking and, about their yeah. offense right now, Mike, yeah. as far as yeah. them generating. I, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. And we'll talk about their defense in a minute. I'm talking about their offense generating. Yeah, I'm looking no at their defensive the grades and <laughs> we'll get to that. But go ahead. Yeah, no. Yeah, this that's just strictly on the offensive side, Mike, that I, you know, I'm pressed to see them scoring 10 points on us, you know, with their offense moving the football. Now, you know, we can go into the defense and Chris can talk a little bit about that. That's a whole different story. If their defense is creating turnovers, absolutely. I mean, you know, they can put more than 10 points on the board over the course of the game. Yeah. What what do you think of uh, Sauce Gardner singling up on Hill? Uh, I mean, he's more of a physical corner. I mean, he's gotten away with that. <laughs> Everybody makes a big deal out of it. He's denied it. But, I mean, he gets away with a lot of P.I., and I feel like I guess the good ones do. Yep. But, I mean, he's done a decent job on Tyreek, but I don't see him shadowing Tyreek the whole game. 
because the guy they have on the other side, DJ, DJ. Reed, is mm-hmm. pretty pretty damn good. I mean, for me though, it starts off on, with this defense. It starts off in the middle. CJ Mosley and Quincy Williams are two of the best inside linebackers in the league, and they're both on the same team. Yep, these guys both have Mosley's at a hundred tackles. Quincy Williams is at ninety one. So you got two middle linebackers with almost two hundred tackles. I mean. These guys can blitz. They can cover. I mean, they are, like I said, they're as good as any middle linebackers in the league. I mean, uh, the two guys on the outside, like you just mentioned, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, that they're up there with one of the best duos in the league. Um, their safeties. Tony Adams has been all right. Jordan Whitehead's been playing at a pretty high level. And then, you know, you go into their defensive line. You got Quinnen Williams in the middle who – doesn't or he has two sacks now, but I remember going into last week, people were making he's a big their highest deal. graded player. Yep, exactly. And people were saying, Oh, he doesn't have any sacks, but I mean guy guys are double teaming him. I mean, he's freeing it up for everybody else. I mean, they're very deep on that defensive line. And just overall, I mean, I hate that it has to be the Jets, but they're one of my favorite defenses to watch. I mean, they're just I mean, they're super physical. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what what uh mcdaniel how he goes about attacking this defense because there's not a lot of holes no there really isn't there really isn't uh you know their edge rushers are good their uh middle is good like you mentioned their secondary is good so you know they're gonna have to they're gonna have to be careful yeah the you know when i watched the buffalo game against the jets this past week i was able to watch some uh-huh. of it. um they had success you know, the cook that plays in Buffalo actually had a really good game running against the Jet defense. Hmm. Um, so it's something to keep in mind going forward. Now, as far as I'm concerned, you know, A-Chan was held out in the re- you know, for the rest of that game this past, you know, this past Sunday against the Raiders because I think they want him for the Jets because he brings another element that they have to worry about. So, and let's hope that's the case because he came back out and he was itching to get back out on the field and they basically just shut him down. So, um, you know, hopefully we have him. If, if you do have him and you have that element on the field, I think it, it just adds another layer to your offense that the Jets have to be concerned with, you know, without a doubt, you know, when, mm-hmm. especially when him and Mostert are both on the field. It's something to look at, you know, as far as um, – you know, what they plan on doing. Um, you know, I say it every week. I think that the running backs have to catch the football in this football game. They have to do things against this Jet defense that they haven't really shown on film as of yet. They're going to have to do that. They're going to have to come up with, and, and hopefully McDaniel, in fact, does that. Um, because if you line up and you try to play this team, you know, physically, we're not a big football team, guys. We're built on finesse. And you you almost have to finesse them to death. You know, you got to have them chasing guys all over the field, not knowing who's going where. And you're going to have to beat them that way. Because if you think that Waddle and, and Hill are going to line up and get physical down the field against these guys, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't have a physical tight end, you know, that goes down the field and makes catches and, you know, and, and brings it to their safeties or their linebackers. Um, you know, Mostert is probably the most physical guy we have on offense. So, you know, you try to get him going. Um, but, um, you know, they're going to have to come up with a good game plan this week. It's a short week. And um, 
let, let's just hope that maybe, just maybe over the last couple of weeks, you know, they've kind of been holding some stuff back, you know, just for this stretch run, you know, against teams like the Jets, you know, that they've kind of been vanilla on offense and, you know, maybe all our complaints. You know, they, they like asked that. McDaniel about that and, right. and he said, you don't really hold stuff back, but what you do is like if you have a formation that you're running a certain play out of, you may change the play that you run out of that formation or, you know, those type of things. But, it's, it's, you know, there's not time in the middle of a season to teach a new offense. You know what I mean? They work on stuff mm-hmm. that they've worked on in camp and, and you know, they, they'll tweak it a little bit, but they don't really install a whole bunch of new plays. Right, right. Yep, exactly. I mean, that, that makes all the sense in the world, right? It does. Now, I found something interesting here, and you guys, I think, will find it interesting. You know, I'm looking at uh, the, the top pass rush grades, and the 49ers are number one. The Cowboys are two. The Browns are three. The Eagles are fourth. Fifth is our Dolphins. Sixth is New York Jets. Yeah. Hmm. Seventh is the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Max Crosby has a lot to do with that. Yep. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, listen, the Jets, we, we, know, we know what they are. You know, they're, they're a very physical football team. This is a week where the offense puts 20 points up and we're happy with that, right? Last sure. week, maybe not so much. This week, if they get to the 20-point mark, there's no way the Jets are beating us unless we turn the ball over three, four times. You know, well, you don't against that want- defense, you could. So maybe we need to score more than 20. Yes, you, you, you could, but, you know, the Jets – depending on where the turnovers might might happen, Mike, we'll still have to move the football. You sure. don't want them to be optimistic. They have to go out and they have to play a really good football game on the offensive side. If they do, and if they go out there and, and they, they give the Jets a nice, you know, a nice whipping, you know, we'll, we'll get a little bit of respect because right now, you know, we can, not that we give a shit about respect, but as I'm watching games, you know, and I'm saying, okay, we beat the Raiders by a touchdown. You know, the, the offense struggled against the Chiefs, you know, somewhat. Um, you know, they're kind of like being overlooked at this point. We go out and we spank the Jets and we score some points on their defense. You know, we'll get a little bit of respectability back. And, and I'll, I'll feel much better about the football team because right now, you know, I, I've got a little bit of concern. Yeah. I just want to see us, like I mentioned earlier, get into a groove. I yeah. mean, not maybe not necessarily score touchdowns on every drive, but if we're getting field goals mixed in with touchdown drives, that's what you want to see. And they you look want good. To see, right. you, yeah, you want to see us. You want to see us look consistent. Some of that has to do with the play calling too, because it's you know sometimes he gets too cute, sometimes he gets away from the run, and it's just like man, just play fundamental football. You know, I mean, some like. Some of the cute play calls, too, it's like we've seen a lot of these different um, formations and different motions work, and then we we don't go back to that. We, You know, it's like, I don't know, man. It's just McDaniel, You know, he's supposed to be McDaniel, a genius. Exactly. Sometimes he just outsmarts himself or he's thinking too hard and, you know. You know, none of us have been accused of being a genius, you know, play caller. So, exactly. You Especially know, I, a I, run I, game guru, you yeah. know. I feel bad questioning him, you know, because it may not be our place. But when you watch the games, you say, I don't know what he was thinking, you know, and uh, that's the way it goes. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I would like to see them spread the ball out more. And uh, I would like to see them run the ball more still, you know. 
for but, sure. Uh, you know, because I think that makes it easier on Tua. I honestly do. You know, uh, the the diversity in the passing game and uh, uh, relying a little bit more on Mostert and, and some of the other running backs. But I think they tried last week, Mike. I, I really do. do. I do. You know? I do. I agree with that. I do think they tried. I mean, twenty two carries for for Mostert. You know, is probably the other a thing is what high, happens right? in that game if A Chan stays healthy. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, you know. Like I said, you know, with Mostert running the ball 22 times, I mean, that was probably a season high last last week. I mean, he I may so. have had one yeah. other game where he had a lot of carries. But, um, you know, they did try to run the football. I mean, I felt the Raiders did a pretty solid job in not allowing chunk plays, you know. They've been running the ball and getting some really good chunk plays, and they haven't of late. You know, this past week, I think, Mostert's long run was what, maybe eight yards. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a big long carry by no means. Well, so, we're not getting as those outside runs that we had gotten earlier in the season. Yeah, That's yeah. what I think we're missing. Yeah, yep. I mean, against this football team, you know, I think they have to be a little bit creative. Um, you know, you get past the Jets this week, and um, you know, you're in pretty good shape. You know, you go to Washington, you go to Washington the following week, and then you come home to play Tennessee, and then you play the Jets again. You know, this is a nice stretch for us. You know, it's it's situation where the offense can really get rolling. You know, um, if you get past this defense, which is probably going to be the best one that you see this year. You know, I mean the you know the Eagles defense pretty solid. The Kansas City defense is pretty solid, but you know, I I think I'd probably put the Jets over any of them. So if you if you have a good showing this week then it's to me it's all downhill from here right you know as far as the defenses you're going to face the rest of the way so you know good showing this week you know goes a long way for the rest of the season on the road too i mean we we want to see them come out and be able to execute on the road because that's definitely that's right you know this is a prime time game first black friday game so you know this jets crowd is going to be Oh, you know, yeah. Jacked up. So, yeah, jacked I mean, up, full of turkey. You we know, need to just, shut, yeah, we need to yeah. shut them down early. <laughs> full of turkey. Full of turkey. <laughs> Don't be lines in the restrooms, huh? <laughs> lines in the restrooms, you know, who knows? Maybe a lot of them won't even show. Well, you know they're going to show Let up me ask this. each of you a question. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's the same question. So Miami wins a toss. They get the ball. They move out to the 40-yard line. They get stalled, and they got a punt. Just get the ball at their 25-yard line. How aggressive are you with the defense? Super aggressive. I mean, you got a guy. I mean, if you have Pat Mahomes or a quarterback of that caliber playing on the other side, then, you know, you may want to go it a little different. But I'm, you just, in my opinion, we got to go balls to the walls and just really just send the message on the first drive, you know, that you're, you guys aren't going to get shit today. You know, that's my opinion. All right. Flip that scenario. Our offense has the ball. How aggressive are you going to be? Same thing. Oh, who for me or for him? Well, let Lou answer this thing. Yeah. I mean, Mike, I've I've been complaining about them not being aggressive enough early in games to coming out and you know I, I say you attack them immediately. You know, getting back to their offense, Mike. You know, you've got Ramsey and you've got Xavier Howard on the outside there. Even if you get Garrett Wilson on the outside against X-Man, you know, you cheat a safety over. You play a single safety, and you put eight guys in the box, and you're stopping Brees Holt. You're not allowing them to get going. Um, They need to be aggressive. They come out in the base defense, Mike. 
where they just have, you know, guys off the line of scrimmage and everything, they're, they're playing into the Jets' hands. Um, you don't want Brees Hall to get going. You don't want them to have any kind of confidence on you whatsoever. So, yeah, you go balls to the wall. Um, I think that they've lacked that of late. I really do. You know, I think on the offensive side, getting back to your, your question to me, they, I think they've been somewhat conservative early in football games. Um, you know, I think they have to be a little bit more aggressive. I think Chris is right. They have to throw the ball deep to Waddle. They have to throw the ball deep to Tyreek. Stretch them back, stretch them out. Let them worry about stuff like that instead of sitting on, you know, our shorter routes and so on and so forth. You know, take some chances in the game, you know, and get the ball down the field. You know, maybe you'll get a quick score on them. Um, we play conservatively against this defense, Mike. You're going to have a 13-10 game, you know. It's yeah. just what's going to happen. So, you know, you, you can't – when you have an offense like ours, especially if Hunt comes back, I mean, we haven't even talked about that as of yet. I mean, we talked – I talked a little bit about A-chan. I mean, Hunt is key here. I mean, you know, he comes back, and you've got your five starters basically across that line of scrimmage, I guess minus the left guard, right? You know, we didn't uh, – we, yep. we, we're still going to have – we're still going to probably have Eichenberg in it. Yeah. At, uh, I, well, Mike, if, if Hunt comes back, I would assume Eichenberg moves over to that left guard position and Cotton goes to the he bench. He prefers right guard, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, Cotton is, is a weakness, without a doubt. Um, yeah. You know, I, no, I he, always, gave up, he gave up two pressures, no sacks. So, I mean, he didn't have a terrible game. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> Against that front, though, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I Against mean, that so, front, I think you really want Hunt back in there. You know, but 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 I personally think that you've got to get the crowd out of the game early on and, yeah. um, you know, take it to them and, you know, just not allow them to hang around like the Raiders did because, you know, they, they their defense is very optimistic, Mike. You know, they can turn the game around late. They've we've seen them do it. They've sure. done it. They've done it in numerous games this year. I mean, this team has the Jets have four wins, right? Yep. And, you know, you can't say that the offense was responsible for any of those wins because they weren't. So <laughs> the defense has basically won, you know, their four games for them up to this point. And um, you know, you you cannot allow them to hang around. You just can't do it. You know, you, you've got to you got to bury him, and you got to bury him early. You just got to do it. You got to you <laughs> got to do it. All right, predictions. I I think that you know, with our offense the way it's played of late, you know, I don't expect you know a a, a complete turnaround. You know, four days from now, um, and the game is you know up in New York, right? So, yeah. you know, you're you're talking about a very short week of preparation. And a very short week to, um, you know, fix whatever the issues may be. So, you know, I see a low scoring game here. You know, I see this game being possibly 20 to six. You know, I, unless the Jets get funny. Yeah. Unless I was going to say 17 to six. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, unless the Jets, well, I Mike, I think our defense comes up with some turnovers this week. I really do. I feel that they're going to get some turnovers as well. Um, so that's why, you know, I got us at 20 points, maybe even 23, depending on how many turnovers we actually get and where the turnovers, you know, um, take place. So, 
I just can't see the Jets unless their defense gets some turnovers in their own end and, you know, they have a short field score more than six points. So I, I, I have a 26 score. I, I think it's going to be a pretty low scoring game as well. I'll go 24 to 10. I don't, I think we're, I think our offense is going to play better, but I still think it's going to be hard to score on this defense in New York. I think what you said before is important to take into consideration. You know, they're going to be playing in a loud stadium. Most mm-hmm. likely, all right? We all yep. think that place will be packed. Should be, yeah. Regardless of the Jets' record. so Unless they're all out shopping on Black Friday, Mike. You know. That could be. Uh, you know, I'm sure some of the fans are disgusted with the team, but, you know, the quarterback change maybe will get people back yep. into uh, uh, getting a little more optimistic because change is coming. So, anyway, you know, we'll see. But I, I, I think that uh, – you know, we have to be able to execute on the road and, and prove that we can execute yep. on the road, you know, and then that if, if we can't, then, you know, that score could easily flip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. I mean, you know, at some point, you know, we have to go out and execute on the road. You know, there, there's going to come a point, you know, unless we get that number one or number two seed to where, you know, come playoff time, we're going to have to go and play in a very loud stadium the football's been around forever teams do it on a consistent <laughs> basis i mean the, these bullshit excuses about you know this and that and all this other stuff i mean you know teams execute you know they do it over and over and over again you know we've got we you know you got to prepare for that and you know this is this is a big week you know as i said it's a big week it's going to go a all long right. way well, as I said, you know, I, I think it's going to be around 17 to 6, and we'll see. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's, I think we're all pretty much on the same page in regard to this football game. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for joining me this evening, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great Thanksgiving, and uh, enjoy yes. your time with the families and friends. And yes. uh, Cherish it. Yeah. Everybody, enjoy the game on Friday. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Enjoy it. it. We've got a fun weekend ahead of us, everybody. We do. And uh, we'll be back Monday to uh, talk about what happened Friday. And uh, until then, fins up, everybody. Happy holidays, everybody. Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, Fin fans, that's today's show. I want to thank the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Sports Social Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. They've got articles and uh, podcasts, which I think you'll enjoy. All right, until next week, be well and take care. Network.